0: Hello and welcome to the London Football Fans Podcast. Bought to the fans by the fans in conjunction with Design 360 for your graphic design and print needs. So welcome to the second episode of the London Football Fans Podcast. Here I am again with Danny Fitter and Matthew Bristow. Uh, I'm Hello. Gary Smith. Hello. Hey guys. Um, enjoyed the first episode very much, um, so we thought we'd do it again. Um, this time, instead of uh, concentrating on a football club, we're going to talk about football hard men. So um, we're going to put together a team from 1 to 11 with a manager, and they're going to be the, the players that we deem to be hardest in those positions from 1990 onwards. So originally we were going to try a 4-4-2, we could go to a 4-4-3. Uh, but the the idea is we have a hard man for each position, and the manager. So that was uh, it was quite a tough ask at times. Um, so let's start with the number one, the goalkeeper. Um, if I may, gentlemen, I will go first on this one. Um, for me, I'm starting with Crazy Jens uh, Jens Lehmann. Um, so uh, he played in England for Arsenal, of course. Uh, was part of the magnificent. Uh, invincible side but he kind of had a screw loose and uh, he, he of course got sent off um, in the Champions League final um, some might say harshly but I mean he did come out and wipe the player out who was through on goal uh, but he was also uh, very prone to uh, the odd sort of uh, rush of blood to the head where he'd come screaming off his line and you hear the whole of the North Bank at the time shouting get back get back um So, he is my number one pick for goalkeeper. Who would like oh. to go first with theirs?
1: I wouldn't argue Jens Leibmann Actually, CAA proper... No, perfect. he was
2: a maniac, but he's...
1: Well, for me, my first
2: choice uh, in goal would have been uh, Captain Robert Hatch, a.k.a. A- 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 Sylvester Stallone, but obviously oh. this... <laughs> um, prior to
1: that... I FA... The FA banned him for breaking an arm over someone's bunk bed. Indeed, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. how we got the game. That's Tough guy,
2: though. He um, we didn't wear gloves, either. Um, no, that's right. That's right. Um, but twa, I'm, I'm going to go for... Big, big, <laughs> 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 I do this, this. Um, but uh, no, I'm going to go for keeping it in the professional game. A little bit left field, I'm going for a guy called Stuart Tomlinson. Okay. who um, didn't have a particularly stellar career, uh, played for Crew, Burton, Port Vow, Um, But the, f- the fact he quit the game um, and ended up going to play, uh, going to play, going to perform professional wrestling for the WWE, <laughs> um, sort of <laughs> says it all. That, that if you look at pictures of him, <clears throat> the man is an absolute beast. Um, so, yeah, uh, to be fair, if you're going to have... Anyone to go in the goal in goal, then uh, no doubt he's probably going to be the one to go for. So
1: yeah, he's my Good pick choice, guys. I don't know if this should be the moment we should explain to Danny that wrestling wrestling isn't real. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> don't really want to shatter his <laughs>
0: dreams. Yeah. Um, but I, I take it I take it on board, Danny, because um, there was also a, a German guy did the same thing. It must be a goalkeeper thing you know? How how all of a sudden goalkeepers are these incredibly muscular, you know, Adonis type figures. Because uh, when I was uh, even even up until I finished playing ten years ago, um, the goalkeeper was usually a, a fairly rotund, maybe not so mobile uh, member of the team. Um, <laughs> certainly not, you know these these big WWE wrestlers. But there was a guy called Tim Vice who, who did that as well. But um, yeah, that that's a pretty tough. That's a that's a tough guy. Yeah. Even though you know, Danny, technically it's not real. But you've got to be pretty pretty strong <laughs> to uh throw someone. Okay. Yeah.
2: But that's right. I've, I've got giant haystacks playing up front. So. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's true. Faulted uh, by a 70-year-old lady's handbag. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. And an umbrella.
0: <laughs> well, when the crowd start going, easy, easy. really loses it. Um, I'll tell you what. Do you know what, Danny? Um I, I'm going to boot Jens Lehmann to the, the bench, the virtual bench. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back you there, with Stuart Tomlinson. Uh, it's a to make it as a footballer is hard at any level, uh, but to then go and do professional wrestling or, or sports entertainment, um, <laughs> as, they, as they call it. Yeah, that takes a mental fortitude that mo- not many have. So, how do you feel about that, Matt? We'll go for Stuart Tomlinson as our number one.
1: I've got I've got a bit of a an odd ball to throw in. I had the obvious one, Michael, because he's a little bit nuts. He did. Um, um, sure. Yeah, Phil Sheen and his jumping skills, but <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael's a little bit nuts. But a similar ilk was Oliver Kahn. But we're trying to stick with someone oh, who's played England. Yeah. But so I don't know if you'd agree with this. I don't know if he's actually physically hard. I mean, if he's harder than me, but whether he's physically hard, but is Jordan Pickford. Now he's got a touch of the. For me like a, an ex-squaddy back from a tour. You know that sort of madness about him? Like a Christmas time bomb just sitting in a pub waiting to explode. So I'm going to go... Did that not happen? <laughs> Did <laughs> well, that allegedly said, happen? Uh, maybe. <clears throat> um, I don't know. But, um, I'm going to have well, I know people. he can fix a skateboard. Can um, he? Um, yeah, I just and a Harry jump jet. But I just know he <laughs> wouldn't be particularly uh, friendly with any of his players. He's always screaming at his defenders, but not even in an encouraging way. But I don't know if he tops a WWF wrestler.
0: So. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... I think I'm going to go with the WW wrestler, match. Jordan Pickford, I've seen him dig out his defenders. Personally, I think he's got a little bit of little man syndrome. He gets very angry. The Newcastle fans sing that he's only got little arms and he can't reach the crossbar. But he, he's a bit of a fiery character. Maybe we'll put him as one for the future Oh. in the Hard Man 11. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Danny and go for Stuart Tomlinson. So yeah. we'll put Crazy Yen's Jordan Pickford on the bench. And uh, number one on our list is Stuart Tomlinson. So, uh, welcome to the team, hard man Stuart Tomlinson.
2: Yeah, Off the top rope.
0: <laughs> right, left back. So, would anyone like to go first on left back? Now, this is classically, you know, over
1: the years, there's been some tough left backs.
2: Yeah, this is uh, the hardest one for me. But go on, Matt, you go with this one.
1: Uh, I've got a couple of obvious, and I imagine you've both got them as well. So, I won't divulge too much, but... But Pierce or Dix, so they're they're the two for me. I won't say it the other way round because that would be like Um, you. But yeah, either or. Obviously, Pierce was just one of these absolute rocks of a footballer, wasn't he? The biggest fires in the game. I mean, absolute. um, Supposedly, never smiled was uh, what I'd heard about him. But um, and Dix, obviously, just reputation precedes him, doesn't he? he? Was a proper. Yeah. yeah, But I imagine you have both got similar. Well, players. I've gone for I've gone for Judy Dix. I mean, to
2: the man, the man to actually get on in a professional game and to have a reputation like his and have the name Julian Dix mm. says <laughs> he must be odd. You know what I mean? He must be odd. Yeah. I mean, he, his nickname was the Terminator. West Ham legends. Yeah, ferocious tackler. He was. Yeah, but he only had. Uh, looking at the stats today, I think he only had ever had one red card. Really. Uh, I'm yeah, surprised I'm though, I, I might be wrong but that <clears> might be where I was looking I was trying to do some research on him but I could only see he had one red card um, oh. yeah as I say tough as nails, um but, but actually could play a bit as well so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that's what I I mean,
0: I'm going for he, um, it's funny because um, you know he's he's got the, he's lauded in the East End they love him at West Ham but he's actually I think he's from Bristol and he, uh, when you hear him oh, talk yeah. he's got a very strong Bristol accent yeah um, but he, he, he got that big money move to Liverpool. Yeah. And it kind of worked out for him. He, he picked up some big injuries. But I think his reputation went before him a lot. And he he scared a lot of wingers. Just simply yeah. by being Julian Dix. I mean, I, I've got him in my team as well. You know, Stuart Pierce, we all know he's a tough character. You know, the, the tears when he missed the penalty for England. And then six years later, taking the penalty. A high pressure penalty as well. Yeah. Uh, in Euro 96. Is, it endears him to all England fans, I'm sure. But for me uh, uh, uh Julian Dix uh, I agree with you both um yeah. he did make a, a cameo appearance in a film called the hooligan in uh, uh, the sorry the hooligan factory in 2014 a classic uh, like a
1: classic yeah. a video in a Texaco exactly
0: exactly so uh yeah i think he's a professional golfer now um
2: yeah he plays he's off a good handicap and he's but the thing with him he could like for me, with, with a lot of the sort of you know, hard man type players, they took they gave it out, but they took it as well, yeah. you know, didn't grumble and that was very much you know him.
0: There's a difference between being hard and being dirty. I think yeah. both of those players, Dix and and uh, uh Stuart Pearce, were, were hard rather yeah. than dirty. Um,
2: yeah. See uh, I had I had originally had Ben Thatcher, but I just I couldn't put him in over Julian Dix.
0: Tough guy, Ben Thatcher. Uh, you know, hard tackler. But again, yeah. a bit filthy, you know, on, yeah, on, yeah. across the line a bit too much at times, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah I, so I, I agree with you there, Danny. Let's move on to the right back. This was the hardest posi- position for me. I didn't really know many hard right backs. Funny, it's funny, the left back seem to be harder. I don't know yeah, what that is. Because every left footed person I know is uh, fairly soft. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, you go first, mate. Who's your... Uh, Right back.
2: Um, I've gone for Australian fullback, born in Crawley, played for Palace Wolves, Rangers and Millwall, Kevin Muscat. 123 yellow cards, 12 red cards. His sort of roll call is he started a 21-man brawl. He has been dubbed the most hated man in football. Been responsible for ending the career of uh, Matty Holmes. And there's a, a little story that when, uh, before Ashley Young's debut for Watford, Mascot allegedly said that he was going to break his legs if you run past past him. But thankfully for Young, before he came on in the second half, Muscat had already been sent off for Stamford on another Watford player. So he's, uh, yeah, he's wow. um, a Spanish website named mm. him the fo- football's dirtiest player ever as well. Um, he was, he was just an animal. Yeah, everywhere he went. Going back to what you said earlier about him, you know those kind of dirty, evil sort of players. He was that, but he was, again, he he dished it out and and took it as well. But yeah, he he was a horrible, horrible, horrible player. So yet yeah, for me, I'm going to put him in. I think his reputation speaks for himself. I went
0: for uh, another Arsenal player, Lauren. I think he was from Cameroon. I think he was from Cameroon. That's it. Um, but he, he spent a lot of his early life in Spain, so he spoke Spanish. Um, yep. But he was, uh, for me, there's two reasons why i put him in. One, he's, he's quite an accomplished boxer. So as he was growing up, um, he, he trained as a boxer, a uh, very good boxer, tough uh, in the ring, apparently, from what a lot of the Arsenal players of the, the time that he was there have said. But for me, it was the uh, Van Nistelrooy incident where he uh, him and Keown decided to bully... Half of the Manchester United team after the final whistle. Um, A great moment in my football life. Um, (laughs) But that was why I I put him in there. But it does seem pretty soft compared to Muscat now that I think about it.
1: Um, I've got Muscat. I I was desperate to have Mark Dennis, although he was a left back, but um, but finished his career in 1990, so I've been told I couldn't. um, But yeah, Kevin Muscat. (laughs) We were were fortunate or unfortunate enough to have seen him at Palace, but yeah, Kevin Muscat for me.
0: Yes. I had an interesting fact about Kevin Muscat today. Um, well, do you know what? I'm going to go with you boys. Um, I'm going to put Kevin Muscat in there uh, as our right back. Um, so so far we've got Stuart Tomlinson in goal, Julian Dix as left back, and Kevin Muscat as right back. Um, already that's building up to be a pretty tough defence. So let's go for for our first centre back. So obviously we've got if we're going for a four at the back, we've got um, two centre backs each to choose. Um, yeah, I will tell you my first one um, yeah, on, and the reasons behind it. So I'm, my first centre-back is a guy called Terry Butcher. Um, yeah. So he did play in England um, after 1990. I think he played for Coventry because he was their player manager. Yeah. But before that, he was uh, at Glasgow Rangers. Um, he caused all sorts of trouble, was convicted of disorderly conduct and breach of the peace uh, due to his behaviour at an old firm game. Against Celtic in November 1987, um, the following October, um, he kicked a referee's doors off his hinges after a match against um, uh, where's Petodry? Who's Petodry? Uh, that's not Aberdeen, is
2: it? Is it Hearts? Oh, oh, no, Aberdeen. Ptodry, Aberdeen,
0: yeah, Petodry. So yeah, he went in and kicked the, kicked the door off the referee's room. Um, but the 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 one incident or moment that sticks out for probably a lot of England fans as well was the uh, bloodied um, head bandage um, a game against Sweden, the World Cup qualifier. Um, He got a cut on his head, quite a deep cut but he refused to come off. They stitched him up and he carried on heading the ball and and he was just covered
1: from almost head to toe in claret. Yes, every header opened up the stitches again, didn't
0: he? Yeah, exactly. Um, So so that's my first uh, centre-back.
1: Yeah, totally go with that. Great shout. I've not actually got
0: him in mind, but that's a great show. Nah, he's not no, not in mind. No worries. Um, I'll give you my second one as well while we're here. A yeah. um, guy called Thomas Retka. So oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was a, a Czech centre back. Um, he played for West Ham in the 90s. Um, he had a career total of 20 red cards. Um, so he had a pretty uh, short, short fuse. Um, when he moved to West Ham, he was sent off twice in his first three games um so yeah he was a bit of a live wire uh, and when he finished playing football um fairly co- quite recently actually in august 2018 he received a six-month jail sentence for ad- advertising sexual services on the internet in the name of his ex-wife
1: oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so a pleasant,
0: a pleasant fellow as well
1: yeah that's right uh, rep rep is a great shout he's absolutely <clears throat> lunatic i remember he was playing in the um our final when we beat West Ham, it was like you could just see your players didn't want to go near him. Um, absolute, he had, look,
0: didn't he? He had that look, did Had that look.
1: Absolute nutter. Oh yeah, Repka was was on my subs bench. But if we're choosing now, Repka's got to be in there. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, has anyone got any any centre backs they'd like to propose to? to well, the two, my first
1: it. one. Um,
2: if maybe if I do one, then you do one, Matty. Um, mm-hmm. My first one is Yapstan. Not the kind of regarded as a you know, real kind of tough nut in the same way that everyone else is, but he was he was hard as nails, big, strong, fast, um, looked like a Bond baddie. Um, it, it, again, like you said about Repke, he had that stare, like intense stare. I think would just fill players with fear. But um, he was asked if um, if he himself thought he was a hard player. And he allegedly said uh, a, a a guy tried to headbutt him, um, and he put him in a headlock, um, and so he went <laughs> to blow, uh Which is one of the things I could find about him. Um, but yeah, he, he was, let's say, hard as nails, really, really solid, definitely stare. So for me, yep, Stan would go in there. Yeah,
1: Stan. in, Stan's in Stamps in mine as well. Just just as you say, his crazy eyes. He was just a absolute unit, a beast of a man. But it just Struck me even when um, this—I don't know if you remember—Soccer Aid, that's played once every year, and he played in that, and he's wholehearted in that. It's all done in like a bit of jest, but every challenge he's done, he's sliding, studs up, (laughs) uh, even in that. So he's—you can see—he's all about competition. He's a real, a real winner. Yeah. So Uh, I've got Sam as well.
0: I had him as one of my choices actually originally. Um, I mean, to go—I mean, he was a beast at Manchester United. He really was. Um, you know, the archetypal, I mean, the perfect centre-back, really. Um, yeah. And then he went and played in Italy and was very successful in Italy, um, where, you know, that's how they, they play football. It's like a game of chess and they defend first and then attacking comes almost third nature. Um, but yeah, um, tough guy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Very tough guy. Um, I've
1: got another that I he just... Fitted in before replica but I've changed my one. But it's an obvious one, really. But it's uh Razor Ruddock, Neil Razor right. Ruddock. Was
0: um, he hard?
1: Was he hard? I think I, I think he wanted I think to he be. Actually, yeah, I, yeah, he was as I say, for a different podcast for unlikable players with your Craig Bellamy's, he, he definitely slipped into that list as well. But um, but I actually think he was hard. I think he I think he run um dressing rooms. I think he really was a. Uh, a tough bloke I think he was yeah, a big character Didn't Fans yeah. get hold of him? Yes Well that's a great story I remember that The Chinese Yes Fans A.E. A Real, real gentleman Like, But, but a colossus player for us Not dirty But a real, real um, athlete Brilliant jump on him But yeah Didn't Um. Raise he was going down. off the
2: Marcus Bent Or something like that I know we're going off On a tangent But yeah. I'm sure it, And he right got them right right. off
1: I remember the game; he got sent off, yeah, and it was like a real shock. And then when uh, Razor came into the changing room, fans they laid him out, supposedly. Um, yeah. So, wouldn't surprise me though. But
2: um, I did not. But know but that. He was.
1: He was. I don't think he was much of an athlete by the time he was at Palace, though. To be no. Fair. no, 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 uh, I
0: no. I remember watching him actually. Uh, we went down to Fulham, Matt. Do you remember the season Fulham came up, and uh, I think Razor was your top scorer <laughs> for a lot of that season. <laughs> Um, I mean, he still, you know, he, he, when he got to Palace, he you know, he was on his way sort of down, but um, he could still play a little bit. And I think he didn't get much credit for being a good player. He was a good player. Mm. He was a tough guy.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. personally
0: thought he was more like a pantomime hard yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: But, uh, I can see why you why you would have him in there. Didn't he break? Uh,
1: didn't he break uh, Andy Cole's legs? Both of them. Yes,
0: yeah, he did in the same tackle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in like a because it's it it meant, meant to be an accident, but then later on, yeah, I remember him being in interviewed about it or something, made out like it, it was. But yeah. I didn't know that was just playing playing up, to, getting sort of, playing up to it,
2: to the film was, yeah.
1: roles like Billy Jones, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so I, I think what Rick can understand is it. Well, I've gone a little bit of a curveball, I've gone for Andy Todd. Oh,
2: right, I don't yeah. know if you remember Andy Todd, on, Dan, he, the son of Bad like colleague. Yeah, yeah, his dad's Colin Todd, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Andy Todd, big northern brute of a man, again, his roll call kind of reads, he got bolt- booted out of Bolton for um, nearly killing Phil Brown, um, they had a team bonding session, and allegedly Phil Brown had said something about Colin, and he broke his jaw, cheekbone. Um, <laughs> and then, allegedly, when Brown came round, he attacked him again. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he, so after after Bolton, he got sort of, he went, in, ended up, in, he got bounced down to Cholton, then left Cholton under a cloud because he had a fight and bashed up Dean Kiley. Then he was on the move again and he ended up at Blackburn. And I don't know if you remember Gaz Robin Van Persie. I think he oh, yeah. scored in the FA Cup semi. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and Todd, Run into <laughs> Todd's elbow, um, and he kind of rearranged his mouth.
0: I remember, um,
2: pretty bad. But for me, the reason why he's in my team, um, he was sent off for punching and um, beating up Stan Collimore. So for that, for me, uh, he's in my team. But wow. um, yeah, kudos yeah. Points, uh, for me Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what straight <laughs> yeah. into my team? Always on the edge, but allegedly a really nice guy and a placid guy off the pitch. But um, oh, they always are, Dan. They always are. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. There's another yeah, Todd. Um, uh, you know, but, yeah, that, that's why he's
0: in my team. Do you know what, Danny? Um, for, for the Van Persie thing, for the Phil Brown thing, and for the Collymore thing, I, I, I'm going to back you there. I'll put him straight into that team. So yeah. you know,
2: Repka's
0: got to go in with him. There's... We'll go for Repka and, and Todd. That's uh, a pretty mean, complete agreement. So, we'll go Andy Todd and Thomas Repka that is a scary (laughs) defence. We've got Stuart (laughs) Tomlinson, WWE wrestler Stuart Tomlinson, Julian Dix at left back, Kevin Muscat at right back, Colin Todd at centre-back alongside Uh, Thomas Repka. Sorry, Andy Todd. No, yeah, not Colin. Andy Todd at centre-back alongside Thomas Repka. That's a pretty, if if anything, that's going to scare teams in the tunnel. Um, Yeah. So... That's good, right? Let's move on to the midfield. If we go for the left midfield position first, quite often the left midfield or left winger is a flair player. It used to be, it used to classically be the number eleven shirt, wasn't it? The left winger. Um, You think of over the years, Giggs, Lee Sharp before him, more recently, Pires, Overmars, players like that. Even your your Zaha's and your Balassi's, potentially. But a hard left midfielder, if I may, go first on this. I'm going to go simply because I couldn't think of a hard left midfielder. I'm going yep. to go for Nigel de Jong, who oh, was a Dutch international, played for Manchester City for, for most yeah. of his uh, of top level career. He joined as part of the, the, the new money that came into Manchester City. But he, uh, he, <laughs> he, in 2010, he broke the leg of Bolton's American uh, midfielder, Stuart Holden, uh, with a late challenge. And then in the summer, he uh, notoriously kicked Xabi Alonso with a Kung Fu kick in the chest in the World Cup final. I don't know how he got away with it. I think the referee was Howard Webb at the time, and he didn't want to send anyone off. But wow, what a challenge that was. And then I think a year later, he also broke the leg of uh, Newcastle's Hatem Benafa. In fact, he gave a double fracture of uh, the left tibia and fibula. Uh, which is uh, a pretty bad leg break. He I think he went on to play for AC Milan, where he was fairly well behaved, and then decided to finish his career in America, where he was involved in another controversy. He had a very strong tackle on a guy called Darlington Nagbe, who played for the Portland Timbers. He didn't get sent off at the time, but afterwards, the Disciplinary Commission decided there was such a bad challenge that he got a free game suspension uh, for what would have been a clear and unequivocal red card. So that's my left midfielder.
2: Yep. Go. Um, well, I, I'm going for a, a a four in midfield, but in a kind of square box. Okay. <laughs> okay. I for a uh, left winger or a right winger. I'm I'm going to have right. some some brutes in the middle. So um, my first one, fairly obvious. I'm going to go for Vinnie Jones. Twelve career red cards. Couple of DVD hardband
1: uh, uh <laughs> yeah. on there as
2: well uh he actually received the yellow card after only five seconds uh finished the career of gary stevens at spurs
0: Oh uh, do you know at what
2: Spurs gary stevens
0: yeah that was a terrible Absolutely um, yeah. lynched him, him um,
2: yeah uh as i say he run the sort of crazy gang everywhere he went he was kind of loved and you know he a bit of me is kind of, is he a pantomime sort of baddie? But he was he was tough. Um, yeah. And he, he did put it about, you know, he obviously had the notorious thing with, with Gascoigne um, as well, which really kind of put him on the map. Then he, he won the FA Cup with Wimbledon. Again, taking out McMahon almost sort of right at the, the beginning of the, ga- the game and that sort of sent the tempo. But yeah, he was he was tough. Um, so yeah, Vinny Jones for me, I'm, I'm going to put him in. Yeah, no,
1: I've I've got him I've if, I've actually gone for four three free just because I found Striker's the easiest one to do. But yeah I've got a sub for the bench, James was there. That um you're just talking about the crazy gang when they played Liverpool and obviously they were giving there's some I don't know if you've ever read any of the books, but they were giving McMahon loads of stick in the tunnel beforehand yep. so they knew they were in for a game. I, I believe he actually is a bit of a no and as you say that synonymous photo of him holding uh, Gazza's Privates That's as you say was a famous picture wasn't it at the time so. yeah well, I,
0: yeah, he, yeah I mean I've got Vinny in my team as well um, I, I think we could probably all agree that if we were going for four across he's going to be in there somewhere because he was a tough guy so I mean yeah the fastest yellow card I've ever done I mean that was ridiculous I think he also um, he's been done a couple of times for like ABH and GBH outside of football he got quite a hair trigger temper on him I mean to be fair to him he's, he's made a decent career out of uh, the Films playing up to the, the hard man character, I wouldn't really want to mess with him. Um, but I, f- I think he should go in the team, uh, somewhere across the midfield. So yes. let, let's pencil in Vinny, uh, somewhere across yep. the midfield. Um, Captain of Wales
2: well as well, didn't he? But, did he yeah. actually, ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The Jones, uh, it, it was his, gra- his grandfather or something, and he managed to get an international couple of caps. Yeah, definitely, Vinny, tough guy. Um would anyone else like to go next on the midfield? Anywhere across the midfield. Let's um, not let's I, not bother with the midfield position. Would you go for a, a three or four across the middle?
1: Let's let's go with four as you both have across the middle. So um, I'm I'm gonna go for Thomas Gravison. Oh um, yeah. He was a proper no-nonsense footballer. Um some of the stories that come out about him afterwards are just insane. I saw a picture and I did a bit of research on him. I saw a picture with Mike Tyson wearing, he's <laughs> wearing Graveson's shirt because Tyson liked his style of football so yeah. much. He tells you something about him. His nickname was the Mad Dog. But a proper footballer. He got a really strange move to Real Madrid at the time. I know a lot of eyebrows were raised about that. But um, but yeah, good could, could player as well. Like, yeah. Decent, decent footballer. So I'd have him in there just because just he was another bald man with mad eyes. Um, well, you say bald,
2: I, I remember Gravison taking a shot and it cleared the crossbar. And you know, like the footballers jog after you, you've just missed a chance or whatever. And then he, he tucked
1: imaginary hair behind his ears. It was the strangest yes. thing I've ever well, seen. Well, you know, what's, the, what's the phenomenon when people lose a limb and stuff? You've got that same thing. a uh, like phantom
0: yeah. limb or something. Is it a
2: phantom yeah, limb? Yeah, or it ghost was the
1: weirdest limb. thing. Like, you know, absolutely bald as a coot. He looked like a bum. Um, yeah. Cool, Matt. Sorry. So, so I've gone, with him Strangely enough, this this isn't a player to go in the team, but as I was thinking about Thomas Graveson earlier, I don't know if you ever remember a player, another Danish player called Stig Tofkin. He played for Bolton as well. Another bald, <laughs> mad yeah. eyes. Um, yeah. He was a proper I think I think he was pretty handy in the boxing ring as well, but he's not going to be in my team. But it just made me think of him as well. Um Is he super one,
0: tattooed? As yes. Well. Yeah.
1: yes he, he was never as good a footballer mm. as Graveson. He only had a short time in the for Bolton, I think, I think he did do prison. He had a fight with a restaurant owner or something, but yeah, but another one sorry, off, off piece slightly there, but yeah, another Danish bald midfielder. But yeah, for me, Thomas Gravison.
0: Tommy Grav, yeah. um, he, he anchored that midfield with uh, Lee Carsley, and they look like twins, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly.
2: Mitchell um, Brothers were
0: there, yeah. Right? It, the, the whole move to Real Madrid, I mean, at the time it was a bit of a funny one that it came out of like left field but um, i think that they had all the galacticos there and they needed someone that could would at least think about defending yeah um so but it was that became... like what McAuley did wasn't it was that sure yeah yeah they were looking for the macaleli replacement weren't they because they sold macalome yeah i mean um let's put let's put gravison in there as well so we've got vinny and gravison
2: well hold on i think you might um go on go on I've danny got, i've got um i've gone for Terry hurlock I don't know if you remember Terry Hurlock.
0: I remember Terry Herlock. Played for Millwall. And... That's it.
2: Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Southampton. Uh, Neil Ruddock, obviously mentioned him already. He was once asked, asked what his favourite animal was. And his answer was Terry Herlock. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he could play a bit, but he was absolutely hard as nails, Like a proper midfield enforcer. Big thighs, long hair, looked the part. He just looked an absolute savage. I can't um, think. Again, pardon. Who did he play for? Millwall, Rangers, Southampton, Brentford. Everywhere he went, again, very much like a few of the players we've we've spoken about, an absolute like like Vinny, like an absolute. The crowd loved him. Uh, again, I've got a little another little sort of bit of research I've done. Um, he when he played for Millwall, he was being wound up by. Sheridan and Cascarino and they were about to play Wimbledon they were, they were winding him up saying you know, what is he going to do to Vinnie Jones and all that sort of stuff so he'd done nothing more he got up and ripped the pub door they were sitting in off his hinges but he forgot <laughs> it was his pub he was sitting in so there were two pubs to replace but uh, as I say I think if he was a Millwall fan or Southampton fan or Rangers fan he would go in your team because yeah, he was an absolute monster
0: I will take your Terry Hurlock. And I'll raise you Curtis Woodhouse. Mm. So, Curtis Woodhouse, uh, he, was, uh, he made it to a fairly decent level. I think he managed to play championship level. I think he was at Sheffield United for a little bit of time. But football was never really his first love, boxing was. So, he actually quit professional football to become a boxer, uh, a fairly advanced age. I mean, he was in, I think he must have been over 30, around that mark when, when, he, when he did it. So he quit boxing. uh, Sorry, he quit football to become a professional boxer, um, and he had a record of twenty-four wins, with thirteen knockouts, uh, seven losses, um, and no draws. Uh, But the 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 real sort of um, story about him is how he tracked down a a Twitter troll. So he was getting grief from a a Sheffield, must have been a Sheffield Wednesday fan, um, you know, giving him real grief over Twitter. So Curtis Woodhouse decided to jump in his car uh, and live tweet uh, his his drive to this guy's house. So a lot of people on Twitter were were tweeting Curtis Woodhouse saying, I know the fella, he lives in this area. So, so Curtis is driving along, he's saying, right, I'm, I'm 10 minutes away from this guy's house. And the guy was still giving him grief up until Woodhouse was around the corner when he, he realised, oh, actually, the guy's on his way, he's a boxer, he's going to give me a dig or two. Uh, so he apologised. But Curtis meant business. He went, he went after him. And I mean, he, yeah. you know, not only is he a boxer, but he's a bit of a nutcase as well. I mean, he's been convicted of assaulting a, a copper, uh, using threatening, abusive, insulting mm. words and behaviour. He's had his boxing licence suspended a couple of times. And he's also been done for theft, robbery and affray. You know, not only was he a tough guy, I imagine he was a tough guy on the pitch. Don't yeah, he got to the British level. He was
2: a British champion.
0: Yeah, and then I uh, will. Yeah, so I I will throw Curtis Woodhouse into the hat.
1: Yeah. Okay, sure.
0: Do, Do we have any
1: else? I've um, got two, two obvious ones. I imagine you've both got out. Go on, just because, for me, you know, you things just, when someone says Premiership or the Premier League, and there's two names that stick out for you, but it's Keen and Vieira, they're battles, yeah. they're constant battles. But yeah. They're both in it for me. Very different types of players, but just both. So strong, so hard. Keen slightly more tapped, uh, Vieira seemed to be more in control of what he was doing, but just he had quite a few cards, didn't he? Vieira and sendings off, considering. But um, I think they. Don't, don't think it was ever. I don't think ever rashness. I think it was more how competitive he was. And Do you know? It, it, it's funny. But I think his reputation went
2: ahead of him as well. You know. Mm.
0: But. I mean, I, I've, I've got Keen in my team. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, you well. might think it's team. strange, you know, not having Vieira as an Arsenal fan. Um Vieira was a tough guy, you know. he did get sent off a lot. He got sent off like twelve or thirteen times, something ridiculous like that for Arsenal. But the one that done me was uh Roy Keane absolutely bullied him um in a game at Highbury. Uh the, the infamous tunnel before the game where Vieira was having a pop at Gary Neville and Keane came down and said, Right, we'll see you know, I'll see you out on the pitch. And I was rubbing my hands thinking this is gonna be brilliant, the two of them going at it, and uh Vieira bottled it. And after that, Wenger sold him. I think he, he knew that was it. You know, um, either he didn't have the legs or he, he, he'd lost his bottle. Um, but that's why I've got Roy Keane on my side over Vieira.
2: Um, yeah, I, I've got Keane as well uh, for, for that. I mean, when you think you know, Vieira was was a bit of a beast, six foot four plus yeah. or whatever he was. Keane weren't a big man, or he's not a big man. No. But he he backed himself, and um, yeah. So again, I, I don't think you can have that. And also to do all of that and be a seven-time Premier League winner yeah. and to see off Brian Robson and Paul Ince as well in that Man United side. So Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true, I, actually. Uh, yeah, I, don't see, I, I can't see much past him. If you're going to say premiership, he's he is yeah, legitimately a, uh, yeah. a, yeah. a hard man. And, and just, even now,
1: as a pundit, you watch him, he's just insane, isn't he? He just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right.
0: just doesn't suffer fools at all. No. You know, so you can imagine, if he's like that in a studio with... You know a few prima donnas. Imagine what he's like in a changing room. You know, like yeah. I mean, the amount of times he dragged that team, at, and it was a great team. You know, don't don't get me wrong; he could play. You know, he was there on merit, but as a player.
1: Did he have a spat with Ferguson? Is it, did that finish? Yeah, that's
2: yeah. He done yeah. something with Man United TV, wasn't it? And then he digged <clears> out. <yeah. the> <laughs> but but he, he digged out everyone, and normally it was within reason. There was there was something that I it, think it was this weekend. Ian Wright was talking about him. Yeah. and he was saying when he was in russia um for the world cup you know they were kind of doing the the comment uh, the um kind of uh, the the commentary wasn't it and he said allegedly keane said like i'll meet you at quarter past and Wright was 2 minutes late and King, he was like, where are you? And King was like, no, no, you were late. So I'm not going out now. You know yeah. mean, It's just like, that's
0: it. Standards. Yeah. Standards. Yeah. You know, it is, it's not like, that. Yeah, it's, it's set the standards. I mean, you know, he, he could come in for a bit of criticism himself. I mean, you know, should he have said those things? I think he said the crowd sometimes at, at Champions League games, especially at Old Trafford. It was the prawn sandwich brigade. They were there on the corporate. Oh, that's right. and they weren't yeah. really yeah. there for the football. But then I think the thing that really... Finished it with Fergie. I think he dug out a couple of the younger players. You know, on MUTV, absolutely slaughtered. I think um, it was the Irish guy O'Shea. O'Shea, uh,
1: O'Shea
0: Johnny Smith, Evans and Alan Smith, yeah. Really slated them uh, for a performance. And Fergie, Fergie I think he realised at that point that was enough. You know, you can't go around saying that. Genuinely a tough guy. Did some horrible things. You know, the Alfie Inga Harland. Yeah, uh, you yep. know, uh, I saw him take a swing at Alan Shearer. I mean, uh, I don't know who I would have backed there to be honest with you, because uh, both pretty tough guys. But he, you know, he, he never backed down from anything. Stamped on Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right.
1: Yeah. You know, I so, think he's got
0: to go in there, guys. I think he's got to go in. So, let, let's. Um, have you got any I've more got boys? I've got one more, go on,
2: I don't think he's going to top, you know, Curtis, Herlock Jones, but. I, I've got another one, but our left field, David Batty. Oh
1: yeah,
2: mate. Absolute kind of Yorkshire steel, tough, tough, tough. And and you know, again, the little kind of bonus marks, he slapped Garrett, uh, slapped Graham Lasso. So yes. you know, if that's not worth <laughs> <a few> it, <points, laughs> you <them> straight <laughs> in. Was Lasso
0: not one of our toughest left backs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. Um yeah, with a guardian rolled rolled up, possibly, <laughs> but um he was it was—it's surprising. He was only five foot eight. Didn't people didn't Batty break Keith Cole's jaw or
1: something? He, yeah, I heard. Yeah. I and think a team, so.
2: Again, the team bonding thing. Look, I, I, again, I was reading about that today. That he broke his—he broke his jaw, and Keener uh, Cole had come down for, for dinner, and he could only eat soup. And everyone was waiting for Batty to kind of apologise, and he just didn't apologise. <laughs> so that just at his dinner and went. Went, went up to his room But yeah he, he was It's like a throwback player Like that typical Kind of Leeds Of like, oh, Bobby, yeah. like Billy Bremner and, oh. and that sort of stuff But He was tough Give it Take You know Give it out Dished it out Took it Never complained Yeah But you know Played with big sides At the time Leeds Blackburn Newcastle Went for big money At the time again Yeah But he, he was he Passed it sideways a lot Yeah the crab Yeah the crab football Wasn't he But Yeah He, he was he, I thought he was decent. I liked him, and and again when he when he missed the penalty for for England, it was like he didn't care. Like, he didn't well, yeah, care.
0: <laughs> I remember him being interviewed afterwards, and the, the 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 interviewer saying, "Oh, you must be devastated." And He said, "No, no, not really. Um, you know, I was asked to take one. Uh, I didn't really want to, but I tried. I missed. All right, we'll move on.
2: Yeah, know, almost
0: like a professional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a good shout then. I've got to say, but um. You Know if we summarize, so we've got Curtis Woodhouse. Let, 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 let's the, the certain certainties for me, the two certainties are Roy Keane and Vinnie Jones. Yeah, so, I agree. So let's put those two in. Um, and then we're looking at Curtis Woodhouse, um, yep. David Batty. Yeah, um, I'm going to take Nigel de Young out of it. I think I don't think he deserves to be in there. Thomas Gravison, I'll have him in there as well. And was that it?
2: Terry Hurlock, Terry Hurlock, war- Terry Warlock. Is Terry Warlock. <laughs>
0: so for me, I'll I'll back Terry Herlock simply because the hair, and you know <laughs> he played in he played in a, a tough Millwall side, uh, Rangers when they were bat- when they would have proper battles with Celtic as well. You know he would stand up and be counted. Um, so that leaves one place. So either Thomas Gravison, Woodhouse, or David Batty. What do you reckon, guys?
1: I think you've got to go with Curtis. Thinking, I think it... Uh Gravison was my pick, but guys,
0: I'll leave it to you, mate. Like, you just well, yeah. it's, uh it's a tough one. Yeah, you know, I like I like Thomas Gravison. Curtis wore... Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Thomas Gravison because he went to Real Madrid as well. And he he, yeah. he was the linchpin there, you know. A, a thankless task to defend in that team where you've got like eight attackers um, so I, I, let's, let's throw Tommy Grav in there um, I think he went back to it and after round didn't he? Uh, Moy's liked him yeah I think he went back there um, so we'll go for so we've got Vinny Roy Keane so that's a centre midfield partnership you, you, know, yep. you wouldn't want to mess with uh, we'll go Tommy Grav on, on one side and the other side Terry Herlock so that is a yep. tough midfield
2: Excellent. Yeah, again, it is that four square. You can't be playing the Yeah, Earl,
0: of yeah It's a square, yeah. They're not they're not going to track yeah. back, uh <laughs> <laughs> cover the fullback while they're overlapping. Honourable mentions, of course, to Curtis Woodhouse and Doby. So it leaves us with two up front. Now we've we've spoken about some very tough fellas. We really have, yeah. you know, Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira, even um uh, the, again, an honour, honourable mention there for Patrick Vieira, Julian Dix, um, you know Kevin Muscat, Tom t- tough guys, and they're going to have to come up against some tough forwards.
1: Yep.
2: So,
0: who would like to go first on this one?
1: Well, you've got free, haven't you, Matt?
2: Yeah,
0: can go, you Matt. Say, you t- can tell you us be- you're free, Matt. I
1: surprisingly found this the easiest position to to pick players by. Well, you wouldn't have thought so, would you? Really, but um, strikers, I've got. Do you know I've got free, but I've got three subs as well. So I'm going to be here a week. But um, <laughs> so my three first choices, my three first choices are John Hartson, Big Duncan Ferguson, and John I will <laughs> you, but, I, um, but, but behind them, behind them, I've got three other players that probably aren't ultimate hard men, but definitely a bit naughty and a bit. Strong. One of them, one of them, a really strong, competitive player was Kevin Davis. One of them's Troy Deeney. Now, obviously, Boom. not everyone's favourite, but he'd be brilliant at Palace, by the way. Um, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and, yeah, And I love to say it because of his Brian connections, but Ashley Barnes. But anyway, my front three are John Hartson, Duncan Ferguson, and John Awuga. Fashion-y.
0: Go on, Danny. Tell us your two.
2: Well, my two, I've gone for Duncan Ferguson again, and I don't think you could look past him. You know, you ask. One half of the two burglars that broke into his house—I'm <laughs> sure—that you know, will confirm it. Yeah. Um, but we, know, we're talking about them in depth a bit more, I'm, I'm sure. But my other one, I'm going for Mick Harford.
0: Oh yeah, that's a blast. Now from the past I mean, is,
2: yeah, you know, again, one of he had a little bit of a of a career around the clubs, um, but yeah, when. You know a Wimbledon sort of crazy gang boy as well, but yeah, go on, go on, we'll Gaz for sure, too.
0: Well, for me, um, I'm actually going to go for um, Duncan Ferguson, uh, you just can't look past him, um, for that, and and John Fashionu. Um, Mick Harford is a good shout, definitely a good shout. John Hartson's a good shout, but if I was gonna put two up against anyone to really annoy them and uh, and leave them black and blue. Uh, it would have to be Duncan Disorderly and John Fashionay. Um, <laughs> you know, the, Danny touched on it the, <laughs> the the burglary at Duncan Ferguson's house <laughs> what a wrong move that was you had a couple of uh, chances breaking and the next thing you know they've got a brute of a Glaswegian monster getting them in a headlock and uh, what, is it true that uh, when the police turned up they were crying and they Begging, <laughs> begging for them to get him off.
2: One of one he? of them spent three nights in in, in hospital, and um, one of them got away. So I think he he absolutely battered one of them. Um, yeah. But he spent three months in prison for headbutting John McStay of Wraith.
1: during a uh, game. That's right.
2: uh, yeah, yeah, and he didn't even get he didn't even get a yellow card for that. Uh, wow.
1: he yeah, didn't he, didn't get even reprimanded during the game, did he? No. For that, that was good no, 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 no. But wow. his, his sort of thing, I'm sure it sort of began in the tunnel,
2: and it, it, you know if you were lining up and as a centre half against Duncan Ferguson, you you can't warm up for it surely. But it's uh, there there was a again looking and reading a few bits about him. There was a w- we spoke about in the last podcast. You mentioned um, Horidison. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a story about him, sort of Harrierson absolutely kicking lumps out of load of Everton players, and Ferguson was on the bench, and he was getting really, really angry at the, you know waiting to come on, got on and absolutely obliterated uh, Harrierson, and then was sent that's off. Enough, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, what <laughs> I mean, it was
1: it was all kind of
2: um, you know premeditated, but yeah, it, it, again, I think the Newcastle fans. Obviously, liked him, didn't you know, didn't put up trees there, but he was tough,
1: tough, tough. There's a a, a, famous picture, picture, I'll have to describe it for anyone who's not seen it, but of him sort of strangling Stefan Freund from behind. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. absolute madness in his eyes, like a proper lunatic. Remember, this is a professional sportsman. When you see the photo, it looks like a steal from a a murder film or something. But anyway, that's uh, Duncan Ferguson's got to be in there anyway. Yeah, 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 and, and do you he, know
0: what? He could play a bit. He could yeah. at one point, um when when he went to Rangers, he was the most expensive player in Britain. That's so right. when you you know, um, you know, he could play a bit and then when he moved to Newcastle, I think that was for big money. It was eight million pounds. Seven at and a half million or
2: eight and half Yeah, million, it was a it was a lot
0: of money. And you know, that, that partnership that they would have had if they'd both stayed fit of Shearer and Ferguson, I mean that would whew, they yeah. knocked down some doors. They were banging some goals for you. Um, it just never worked out. I think, you know, he never managed to stay fit for long enough at Newcastle. But, you know, he had a decent career at uh, Everton. Nine red cards over his career. It's quite a lot. Yep. But, uh, yeah, lot. tough individual.
2: Yeah, pigeon fancier like Mike Tyson as really? well. So, it says a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what I'm I've sure, heard? I'm sure he'd I'm sure have taken the shirt off of Mike Tyson, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <Not like> <laughs> um,
0: I've heard the pigeon fanciers are pretty tough. All the ones that I yeah, know are. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about um, the other position to fill. So, Danny, you spoke about Mick Harford. Tell us about Mick. Why would well, you have him over John Fashioning?
2: Again, another throwback kind of player. Old school, really, really tough. Um, I think Martin Keown is quoted as saying he was one of the toughest players he's been up against. Um, He sort of said his favourite thing was to come in from the side and smash you with his forearm. But for me, the telling thing is that, obviously, Fashionu and Vinnie Jones kind of run the kind of crazy gang kind of thing at, at Wimbledon. And when Hartford signed, they would do all the practical jokes. The fact that they never did one on him. Yeah says an awful lot. Again, looking at uh, a thing, there was, again, another honourable mem- uh, mention was a, a goalkeeper called Tony Cot, who was played for Man City. Allegedly, a little bit of a loose cannon, but hit, when they were in their Birmingham days, him and Hartford were in a pub, and they were getting a grief, bit of grief off um, some builders, and, and I think Cot, Tony Cot uh, approached them, and there was a bit of kerfuffle and so on. Tony Coton got knocked out. When he came round, Mick Harford had cleared out the the builders and was sitting there drinking a pint. So, but Cotton just kind of came round and was like, "What, what happened?" You know, oh, uh, well, look behind you, and it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, carnage just carnage. And he was just enjoying the pint. So, um, but again, I think if you just have to look at him, he looks. He has the kind of <clears throat> serial killer look about him. Um, that just makes you. If you was a centre half, you'd go and play left back or right back. Yeah, um, yeah if you was him. up against him.
0: Yeah, um, he he, uh, he won the league cup with Luton. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and because uh, I think he spent a lot of his time at Luton when they were how they survived those years. You know, yeah, I mean, just before the Premier League started, they were still in the in the top division. Um, yeah, I, think I think a Chelsea's lot of that was down to top scorer and um, yeah. You know, I I agree with you, Dan, he's a tough guy. Um, If we go on to John Hartson, Matt, I mean, how would you fit, you know, would you fit John Hartson into a a two? So bear in mind, we've got got one position left and we're looking at John Fashionoo, John Hartson and and Mick Harford. Um, Now, Mick Harford's a tough guy. John Fashionoo is a black belt karate. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... um... Comparing Hartson and Fashion, you if I had to personally choose in the front two, fashion you would win that, just because, just different levels. He's black belt in karate. He was, was on the gladiators. He must have been strong. Um, and all those different but things. You're gave it to Wolf. <laughs> Shadow and Wolfe. <clears throat> that's right, yes. Um, but um, Hartson, Hartson was a real strong footballer. I mean, there's that famous instance, isn't it, where he kicked Oral Berkovic in his head during training. I,
0: I, I mean, uh, it's hilarious. Uh, for me, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. But <laughs> you can't do that. And then no. Berkowitz <laughs> rolled around the floor as if he was in a game.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, although I think is very strong, he, if it's a front two, he doesn't get in over Fast News. For me, Fast News there with Ferguson out of my... Well, he used too, to but.
2: sharpen his elbows, didn't he? But Ask Gary Mabbert, like, this, uh Wow, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He smashed he his, his
2: eye an yeah. Yeah, but allegedly he wasn't the toughest new brother. Like, there's everyone was was saying that Justin fashionew was kind of bigger and more more fearsome than than John. Yeah. But then, and was. then I know John had that kind of thing of uh, didn't he, he, he? bashed up like Laurie S. Sar- uh, what's his name? Yeah. S- were, S- were, S- were they yeah,
1: really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Fashnu because yeah. he scored the goal, didn't he, in the, F- the FA Cup final? Yeah. And that's right. Fashnu wasn't even happy about it because it was him. Supposedly, oh, wow. I, don't know, well, I, I didn't it, know that. Bell, 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 Bell,
0: Bell. Bell. I mean, John, John, and Justin—they had a bit of a tough upbringing. Um, mm. I think they, they their parents are Nigerian, um, and they, you know, Bernardo's kids. They, they kids got points of Bernardo's. Yeah. yeah. Um, funnily enough, John Fashnu, in two thousand and seven. The Times named him 22nd out of the 50, 50 worst footballers to have played in the Premier League. Um, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, I probably would have put him closer to the top 10. But, um, you know, he had, he had <laughs> a tough thought, upbringing.
1: Yeah, we used to have some as Palace and Wimbledon. I remember him scoring oh, an yeah. absolute amazing chip against us. They, we beat him 4-3 one game. But they, he was a class black, a proper player as well, yeah. fashion you. He, he um, actually got a
0: cap for England. But then mm, yep. I think because it, it was only in a friendly and he was never going to get picked again, let's be honest. He ended up playing for Nigeria. Um but and he and he did a lot of uh stuff for football out there. Uh, but then of course he then got tarred with the, the match fixing, you know, can we have a match fixer in our team? Um, you know, are they really truly, wasn't it? Hand art, yeah. Yeah,
2: I think they first was part of that. that. Yeah, he was caught
0: up in it. When he, I think it was when he at Villa, was that? A- yeah, he went to Villa. Um, didn't really pull up any trees there. Um, no, nah. but yeah, he, um, they got done for for matrix and I think they got off with it. They all got off with it. But you know, mud sticks. Um, so I don't know if I can have John Fashner in my team now. Now I think about that. Although he was tough, and I think you're right, Danny. He's, uh his older brother Justin. I mean, Brian Clough really liked him. He, he spent a lot of money on him, didn't he? And Clough yeah. was no mug. You know, he knew that he knew his players, and uh, as well as giving him, yeah, that, that Justin Fashnew could take had it got
2: a big move at, at, at that time. Do you know what I mean? He, he didn't, but he, he was hard. Yeah. Yeah. The...
0: So we've got to make a decision. Who are we going with? We going with John Fashnew John Hartson, or Mick
1: I'm going to go. I've been slightly swayed up. With the Hartford one, with uh, Mick Hartford with Danny there. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking,
0: the yeah, I'm 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 erring on the side of Mick Hartford. You know, the the the, the cold serial killer eyes, you know, it would it, it <laughs> tram- trample kill. all over you. You know, I mean, you know, he was hardly mobile, but boy, he would let you know he was there. So, and the fact that the crazy gang didn't want to do any initiation tricks on him <laughs> shows something. <laughs> it says a lot, doesn't yeah. it? it really so, does, um, yeah, so... So let's go then. So we've got Duncan Disorderly, Duncan Ferguson up front alongside Mick Harford. Now, that is a tough team. And not very fast team. Um, <laughs> no. But, but <laughs> a tough team. Po-
1: and challenged in a lot of positions. Folically challenged. <laughs> well, you know what they
0: say less hair, more power. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: uh,
0: yeah, so well, don't, just... tell,
2: don't tell Thomas Graverson, he's still tucking it behind his ears.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> he's still tying it
2: back. Yeah,
0: right. so <laughs> let's just uh, run through that 11. So we're going with Stuart Tomlinson, WWE wrestler in goal, the Terminator Julian <laughs> Dix, a left back. We're going for the uh, uh who was it that called him the, the 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 hardest footballer in Spain? The Spanish called him the hardest footballer in the world, Kevin Muscat. Yep. We're going for Andy Todd as a center back alongside the crazy chick, Thomas Repka. And in midfield, we're going across in a, a square. I don't, I don't know what you what's the relationship <laughs> playing. We're going for, for Thomas Gravison, Vinnie Jones, Roy Keane, and Terry Hurlock. And then up front, we're going for Duncan Ferguson and Mick Harford. Now, yeah, that's <laughs> I think the manager, I'll, I'll be surprised if we didn't all, all mention the same guy at least. Yeah. Um, the one for me. Uh, he was a tough nut player. He just missed out on this because his playing career had pretty much finished uh, by, by the 1990s. But he was uh, a serial winner. You know, there's been a lot of talk uh, from him as a pundit lately about putting your medals on the table. Well, I think he pretty much had everything that you could win in domestic football. European Cup winner, league winner, FA Cup winner, League Cup winner. Um, I think even the UEFA Cup he'd won. Uh, As a manager, he went up to managing Scotland, player manager in Scotland for Glasgow Rangers, um, where he won, uh, I think, three or four titles before coming back down and managing Liverpool. It is, of course, Graham Sunez. Tough house player, tough manager. um, Had a triple heart bypass in, I think, 1992. um, And a few years later, was managing uh, Galatasaray in Turkey. Um, Their fierce rivals, Fenerbahce, uh, one of the directors called or, or said to the press he didn't understand why Galatasaray hired a cripple as their manager. Well, that was like a, a red rag to a ball for Sunez. Um, in the cup final at Fenabache's ground, uh, Dean Saunders scored a last-minute winner. Um, the team was celebrating. He got handed a giant Galatasaray flag. He ran to the centre spot, planted it in the centre spot while pointing at the director's box. The fans were writing. And he just walked off. Graham Sunez, for me, is probably the toughest manager. Um, there are some tough guys out there. Big Sam Allardyce, I wouldn't want to yep. mess with. Any other guys that you want to put forward
2: for honourable well, well, mentions? Well, Sunez was mine as well. Uh, he, you know, as as you said, serial winner as a player, serial killer as a as a uh, manager. He, you know, he was complete and utter. Yeah, but even if you listen to him, you know, if he's yeah. if he's um, talking on the Sky again, like Roy Keane, he says exactly. Doesn't suffer falls, Says exactly, and everything's normally to the point. You know, he's yeah. yeah I I I'd really like him. Really really like him.
1: Hundred percent. Graham this was mine as well. Just for that flag incident. Can you imagine the rivalry? Like we think of the rivalries we've got here. That is just an insane. Funny about you and. Oh, Gant, that's yeah. right. One. So can, can you imagine that happening now? Just nuts. But I, but there's that. Imagine. And as you as you say, definitely similarities with Roy Key. Has got no desire to be liked. You know that but, sort of mm. that nuttiness about them. They just don't really care who likes them or dislikes them. They'll just say what they want to say when they want to say it. Um, yep. So for me, it's grand soonest all day long. But as you say, Big Sam would be another. Um, yeah. Um, it could be a contender. <laughs> yeah. but See, but the, definitely, for me Graham. Sunez.
0: The thing with Suárez was that um, he had some relative success as a manager. You know, obviously in Scotland, you got if you're at Glasgow Rangers, you're likely to win something. Um, but you know, he so he did all right there. When he came to Liverpool, he won, uh, I think, the FA Cup, and then and then didn't really challenge for the league. I think he won a league cup at Blackburn. He, he's been around the, the clubs a little bit. But it was interesting that he was at, he was the Newcastle manager when they right. had the the infamous um, Lee Bowyer Kieran Dyer brawl on the pitch. I saw an interview of Kieran Dyer a little while ago, and they said that he was sitting—he was sitting in the changing room next to Lee Bowyer. They'd calmed down, and they were just sitting there waiting for the game to finish and for Sunez to walk in. And uh, he said he'd never felt so scared in his life uh, yeah. for when Sunez walked in because. It, I mean, I think Sunez said to them both, "Let's go out in the car park, park, and we'll, we'll sort out the three of us." Uh, which they didn't take him up on his offer. Um, no, tough guy, tough guy. I mean, there's there are some crazy managers out there on the continent as well. Um, yeah, you know, in, in Italy, who's uh, the
1: Atletico um, manager?
0: Simeone. Diego Simeone. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He's. Uh, uh,
2: sorry, go on, go on, go on, Sorry, no,
0: go on. he's your archetypal um, wind up merchant.
2: Yeah. I think. We only have to remember think about him and with Beckham in the um in the World yeah. Cup.
1: I think I think definitely for another podcast go, we have um I won't use the term but something houses, we call those sort of players. But like we do a top ten of those. <laughs> oh definitely. Of, yeah. Like you lead bowlers yes. and your Craig oh, elements, players like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Is there a place in modern football for the hard man? Now, for me, I think football is too fast to, to have a hatchet man. But it doesn't mean you can't have a hard man. But where, you know, where does that, that player fit in? When you look at your Man City's, your Liverpool's, um, your Real Madrid's and Barcelona's and Juventus, those teams, where would the hard man fit in? Do they have them?
1: The hard, hard man for me, it's a really tough question, guys. but the hard man for me now would be a more athletic, a more professional, so it's more controlled, but you know, like the Vidic for Man United centre back, he's a hard man, but he's a professional, isn't he? And he's an athlete, and he can still compete. And I think that's the sort of player you can only have now as a hard man. I don't think you can. Yeah. With the way the game is constantly monitored, every tackle is watched over 50 different views and digitally digitised and seen from different angles, and pundits talking over, you can't have a hard man getting away with and having a reputation anymore. Because players aren't going to be scared of it, are they? they, they do no. that, they'll, they'll be thrown out of the game. Um, so it, it, has to,
2: it, it has to be someone who plays right back or left back, who just literally kicks someone up in the air, makes the tackle and then just, you know, kicks them off the park. That's, that's the only way. You couldn't have someone in the middle of the park, you know, or, or as, as you said, there's camera angles everywhere. It's kind of like a hybrid player of someone mm. like... Say someone like Gerard, who, who yeah. got himself stuck in, and he was. Yeah. But maybe with a bit of a more of a of a kind of reputation or something like that. Some well, look at someone like, look
1: like at someone like, Joey Barton. He's in the modern, was in the modern yeah. day, and like I know he's a pantomime baddie, blah blah blah. Yeah. But he didn't survive, did he? Because literally everything he's done, he's picked up on.
0: Yeah.
1: Agreed, talent. So, um, I just don't know. I don't think. I don't think there's a place for a hard man to have a reputation to scare. The opposition anymore, but I think there's a a place for someone a tough tackler. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I I just feel that the modern day, I mean, even maybe in the last ten years, I mean, Vidic is probably the last of that type that would scare yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, an opposition player. You know, your yeah. your Vieiras and Keynes their reputation went ahead of them. You know, yeah. teams would be scared of them before they got on the pitch. Gerard but quite possibly, I mean, he was he was a fantastic player. I think that teams were probably more scared of his ability than the fact that he yep. was a tough tackler. And he was a tough tackler. But uh, I just don't know whether there's a place for the hard man. No. You, you just no. couldn't get away with it. Well, um,
2: I think even someone like Roy Keane actually sort of adapt his game towards the end as well. Yeah. With, with Once the cameras started coming in and, and you know, what was going on, and, you know the stuff he used to get away with was... Yeah. Do, uh, I, I agree. You, you, sorry, mate.
0: Players don't tackle anymore. They block... It's a yeah. block or an interception, you know, or, or someone misplaces a pass. It's very rare, you know, players are technically better now, you know, even going all the way down to Sunday league, players are better technically. You know, you don't very rarely see teams to hoof the ball. They'll try and pass it out of the back, which was, you know, alien to us uh, when we played. But yeah, I mean, is the modern hard man your Cristiano Ronaldo? You know, got real athletes, real athlete, you know, and Messi you know you look at them, and it's not just the amount of goals they' have scored, but the amount of games that they've played, never yeah. never injured, yeah you know and and they're they're the ones that are getting kicked left, right, and center at every opportunity that teams can get away with just to try and stop yeah. them. are they the new yeah,
1: good point.
2: are
0: they the new yeah. hard men?
1: I think you're probably right, guys, I think that's a really good point um yeah, yeah, you're right. you think of someone like Zaha an absolute athlete gets whacked yeah. up in the air every week and
0: gets up. Just keeps on getting End up.
1: That plays again, plays again. Rarely injured. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah right. So there we go. Podcast in five years' time. Once we're living a hardman, we'll have um Ronaldo, Zaha.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Brilliant. Right. <laughs> well guys, thank you very, very much for your time. Um I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um we'll get together again soon hopefully and do another podcast. Um we'll let you know before we do it Um, but if there are any ideas um, we're going to start I'm going to start a little Twitter feed uh, for London Football Fans podcast so people can put their ideas forward and we'll try and get uh, some additional guests on uh, to offer their insight and their thoughts on the subject matter
1: Danny, Matthew thank you very much for your time guys
2: thanks mate thank you much appreciated